gummies, chews. You can have <laughs> charged lemonade. You what can is have, it that you did when you were? You can snort powdered caffeine. <laughs> you snorted. Oh my god! Does that mean we're gonna have a long interlude? <laughs> it's possible. Oh, fuck me. Now listen. I'm listening. That was my point. What? I love the phrase hazard a guest. A guest. Hazard yes. a guest. <laughs> I like hazard a guest I even better. Hazard a guest. I love the phrase hazard a guest. not giving a fuck ethos is not a straight line. Oh, it no. bends back and touches itself in a spot where it's actually all about giving one single, incredibly deep and resonant fuck. Hey, hey, welcome to N9K number 184, episode Most Precious Brush. I mean, uh, everyone out there listening, it's you, a hot, you can sweaty end- night on South Beach here in Miami. Ooh, evocative. So, you're proving what I was just about to say that everyone out there can just quietly envy me because I am face to face. With the most precious brush right now. What? That's this is episode most precious brush. <laughs> well, right here it's called Natchibot. Oh no, it's episode most precious brush. Well, let me make that edit now. God damn it! Didn't you get the image I sent you? An AI generated image of a. I, I that was the prompt I fed it. Most precious brush, and it <laughs> generated this lavish-looking uh, makeup brush sitting on a like an ornate pillow. Uh. I have a vague memory of that. I don't think I still have it in my inbox, so you'll have to send it to me again. When are we going to get tired of the AI-generated imagery? When it gets better than it is now and becomes less of a novelty how creepy and weird it is? Which is already happening. Well, yeah. Taylor Swift deepfake nudes on the web. Great, Mark. Thanks for breaking that story. You haven't seen them? And there was... No, I haven't. Despite rampant searching, you haven't been able I to... I haven't them. not searched once, because I don't uh, want to support that kind of behavior. Ditto. I want real nudes. <laughs> of course you do. Uh, anyway, I... There's also... I think it was a New York Times story just yesterday, like, about copyright. They, they, they fed it, like, give me a picture of the Joker, and it just grabbed an actual photo of... Essentially, the same photo of mm. Joaquin Ooh. as the Joker. But it didn't look like the AI-generated crap that everything else looks like. Well, there's a a lawsuit underway, too. I think New York Times is suing... Is it OpenAI? Yeah, that might be it. Because they're saying it's like, uh, I guess, copyright infringement, right? Like, if if a large language model conjures enough words strung together in the same way they appeared in a New York Times article, hey, is that something we need to do something about, Mark? Do you have headphones on? Oh, you do. You got a hoodie on, though. Under hiding hoodie. under my hoodie. I got a hood too. Ooh, let's, let's see now. You look monk-like. So this most precious <laughs> brushes. I, I was at a basketball game. You know, oh, as you know, my youngest son humble is. Brag. He no, uh, he goes to a Catholic school. Oh, humble brag. Yeah. So it was a a Catholic league. Yeah. Basketball game. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd get to the point faster if you're not accusing me of humble brags. I'd, <laughs> The game was at Most Precious Blood, which is like <laughs> I saw that the school. most heavy metal. It's thing. down on way south on Colorado. 
Yeah, it was kind of far, but I drove by that. I was like, "What is the what is this school?" Well, what's funny about that school is I'm sitting in the gym, and I'm I think I was either looking at a uniform or a banner on the wall, but it was MPB. Mm. Mark Peacock Brush. You sent me that photo. Here, okay, he's putting it together. I didn't even, but you didn't tell me it was most precious blood. I think I just sent the photo and said most precious brush. Brush. And then um, what I'm telling you is weeks later, I was driving down Colorado. I'm like, that's what's most precious blood and thought that was a metal school. Now I'm making the connection. Only now is Only making now. the connection. Live episode 184 of N9K, most precious brush. Go Natch. Go, go Natch? That's the subhead I have in here. Oh, oh, Go Natch. Go Natch. Not to be confused with Go Nads. But speaking of Natch, Josh. Let's speak of it more. Uh, we have exciting news to announce. I'm not sure if you missed it, if you're not in the financial press, the global financial press. Oh my goodness. Hot story coming out of India back in November, Josh. I have no idea what you're talking about. This is exciting. Natch raised... We had a fundraising round, Josh, is what I'm getting at. We raised Bruce Three Crower in seed funding. We raised what? I don't... It's a, the, the amount is confusing to me. I'm going to have to look that up. Is it not in numerals? You'd think I would know. Well, the, what it says is raised R, capital R, lowercase s. Rupees. Three. Oh. Crower. So rupees, what is three quarter worth of crore worth of rupees? Let's look that up. Three. It's got to be like three hundred dollars. No, it's got three million. It's three million in it. What is three crore in numbers? Are you asking? Oh, are you million. asking Google or thirty Chad million, GPT? Josh? You okay. know, because it's in half of it's in your bank account. Thirty mils. Yeah, that's rupees though. So let's see how. What's the rupee to the dollar? Just lamp it in the basement. Fifteen mil richer. Rupee to dollar. I'm gonna tell you since I know you want to know this. Yeah, what's in my bank account, Mark? I'm gonna tell you. What do I have? We got thirty million rupees. Yep. So fifteen million rupees uh, each. Well, so that was a net three hundred sixty grand. So you got about one hundred eighty G's. In oh, your account. That's a little less exciting. You don't remember this when we were negotiating these terms? We've negotiated. We've done so much negotiating in the two-month uh, lapse between episodes. Josh Natch, a Mumbai, India-based snack food startup, <sighs> raised three, 30 million rupees in seed funding. Round was led by Artha Venture Fund, participation from DSP Family Office. You remember them at DSP? Big time. We had a great night out with them. What do we intend to use the funds for? Expand our omni-channel presence. We've been doing that for years. Improve our distribution. Yep. Increase our marketing efforts. More trade show appearances. Innovate in product Across development. Across all industries. Natch, founded in 2017 by Matthew Taff and Meher Vekel. Hope I'm pronouncing that somewhat correctly. In addition to Josh Tyson and Mark Yeah, Brush. I was going to say, this was a fun bit of fantasy, Mark, but now it's taking me to a point in this reality where I'm wondering, you said founded in 2017? Yeah. At which point this endeavor was already oh. at least like two or three years old. So someone is taking our good name, our former good name, and getting 30 million rupees off of it? Uh, I don't, it wouldn't be the first time, And would we're it? not getting a cut? This is the second time someone's <laughs> taken our name. 
and <laughs> a- appropriated it for things that we that can that will never monetize. Yeah. I won't, Josh, 2017, haven't we been doing this, I mean, way past, when we did we start? We are almost to our nine, we've been doing, I was actually just the other day looking through our SoundCloud archives, because according to my LinkedIn, we're approaching 10 years of collaboration as yeah. Natch and 9K. I would think that sounds The podcast right. portion of it is approaching nine years. I think I was giving us a little extra time, remember when... Uh, when you first hatched the scheme of having some sort of, it was going to be a, a website. It was going to be a, it, it was, it was Gawker. It was Gawker for food. It was Gawker for food. Uh, hey, websites still exist. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> Boomer. Uh, but in any case, that that's before least, 2017 is the main takeaway here. Four twenty. April 2017. Before. Oh, before. Yeah. Okay. Our inception predates this pretender. Um, I also would like... This is almost as insulting as Natchcom. <laughs> you see the... Oh, wait. I did see this. Yeah. Wait, they're, but they're based in Mumbai? Yeah. Huh. So there might be some global... Yeah, we might have look... some trouble enforcing some copyrights across the pond. Hmm. They look like nice people. Good luck. It's, <laughs> look at... So here's a nice photo of them. They both look young and vibrant. Indeed. I believe that's a man and a woman. There is a suite of products before them and on the screen behind them. Typewriter typewriter font. Typewriter font. Hey, maybe they saw our initial... Classic. We have more of a skate rat font out of the gate. Oh, yeah. You found like some weird fat future... (laughs) Yeah, it had a name like that. I still have it in my my font book on my computer. It's a good looking font. Every once in a while, I'll fall back to that font. Isn't that what font is on the buttons? The N-A, the nah. In that font. Yes, sir. Yeah. We went from Natch to Nah for a while. Nah for shorthand. I think. Then we went to I think Nah. <laughs> nah might have been. What was our response to Natchcom? Kind of. Well, I mean, they didn't technically steal it. You kind of were like, "Yeah." Oh, they called okay. and said, "We want to use." I I think they're in retrospect. Yeah, they're being polite and going. We want to use this. This is a cool name. Can we have it? <laughs> And Mark, savvy businessman, and he was like, <laughs> I guess, I don't know. What? Well, I, was, I was like, what are you doing? I think I was like, let's give it a go. And then I don't know. Oh, yeah. It was we, a collaborative. We went. We collaborated loosely. I went to uh, I think if it had the ma- event. If it had materialized to something, we might have collaborated more. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is. We day- had a great convo with Zach Normandon and his cohort, both in leather jackets. I think at that was the inaugural you. I wasn't Natch- there. Oh, you didn't go to the first. We Natch were Com? at no. We were both at the inaugural Natchcom at different times. Oh, I watched someone what? else's presentation. Why did we go at different times? What the fuck is that? <laughs> I had some. I had something to do, so oh, I, I ended up being there. For oh, an too session. busy for the inaugural Natchcom, which could have been our big ticket. I feel like maybe I talked to Robbie V though, because mm-hmm. he's always in the place to be. And that, I think we overlapped. Okay, there now we're we overlap briefly. We talked to Robbie V. You left. I had a booth sesh with Zach. There you go. Anyway, these guys Natch. Look, and this is actually deal. in retrospect, this is actually pretty smart. What they're doing? Because what's on the screen here? I don't know if this is their actual tagline. I'm about to click on the website, but it says Natch, short for natural. Definition: Delicious, naturally. A little boring, but at least right. they're not making it confusing. Are you saying that we were confusing? Well, if who who knows? Oh, oh look, 
This is their site. They have little products. Oh, is it natch.is? Because if it is, then we're really going to nope. be hot. It's natchsnacks.com. No. Best of luck to anyone using the Natch name, because you know what? What is the point of trying to own anything in this world anymore? Exactly. Ideas are words. We got punted. I sent you that. Spotify kicked off one of your music Words apps. are being generated. Okay, I am. I'm, I think we need to go. We need to, from here on out... I don't know if we'll continue our music mix series, but I think we need to be cautious about the material we use for our interlude because mm-hmm. I think those AI spiders are just beginning to crawl, my friend. There's more of that coming. That is the canary in the coal mine for our content on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> we might be left with a threadbare assortment of episodes. Well, here's the bottom order. line. If all of the episodes get kicked off Spotify, I don't really give a shit to you. Not hugely, no. I want them on SoundCloud. Want, as long as they exist somewhere. Yeah, that's a good point. And not paying SoundCloud. I'm not. Uh, oh, what? <laughs> I am. It's my turn. Um, oh, good. Good to hear. I still am serious, though, about our next phase where we we do, we do double our, we double down on our investment. We're going from <laughs> $250 a year for a premium SoundCloud account. We're going to throw another 250 in the mix. Are we paying two fifty? I think so. Let me look. But we're going to double it, Mark, and we're going to get a Riverside studio, so we can film this magic. We're going to film this. We're going to bring in Gam Cam, and we're. Oh, we might. The gods have spoken. They love your idea. We might bring back Tarot, but here's the thing, too, Mark. I've been looking into it more. I mean, it's there's not a lot to look into. Really, what it requires is action. What it requires is that we need to either go Mike Lee style. And get some sort of powerful PC. You know more about this than I do. And build our own LLM. One, we're paying one hundred thirty-five dollars a year, Josh. Oh, okay. What did you say? Two fifty? I think that's how much a Riverside account is, or two thirty for a year. Hmm. But peep this, right? Oh, wait a minute. No, maybe. But okay, the, the investment opportunity, or the the required capital, I should say, doesn't I feel end like there. I'm in the last episode of Beef because we also need what. Built to charge. This has z- oh paid. Okay, it's a receipt that we paid. So either Mark, either we build a tower and conjure our own LLM, or we pay for private use of one. Because as you know, Mark, anything you feed to ChatGPT just becomes part of the training data. So, but if you have uh, a G- so what do you want to do? You if wanna- you have your own GPT four account. <gasps> The training data you feed it remains yours. I have access to Chad. I have I'm a not paid access to GPT. Through your company, though. Yeah. So it would probably be better to set up our own private access. But that's different than what you're describing. No, it's the same thing as I'm describing. The, so everything I do through that company account is not feeding the algorithm. I don't believe the proprietary data. I mean, maybe you have to demarc it as such, but... Mm. If you have, I do need to demarc the market. Well, that's what Samsung. That happened to Samsung in May. Don't start. No, May of twenty twenty-three. Stop. Some people stop. Stop. Uh, people who were working there were testing code, proprietary code snippets in ChatGPT, not realizing that it was getting fed to the training model. But part of the problem there was Samsung didn't have a plan for GPT. They didn't have sanctioned use of something like GPT-4 where the sensitive data could remain private. I mean, isn't the monthly, isn't it like, I don't know, 
10 bucks or something to do like a I'm saying I'm just saying it requires capital. And but more than just capital. Cuz I know you want to generate these beautiful images. Oh, no, many- no, no, that's not <laughs> what I'm talking about, Mark. I'm talking about I know. Say for instance we get that $10 GPT-4 access. Right. Then what we need to do and I think I we can We demarket. Well, no, we can orchestrate this next phase using the OneReach.ai GSX platform. But we need to create an automation for free. We create an automation. Just check this out. Follow me here. Yep. The automation is set up to go through every single episode posted on SoundCloud. Audio files. Audio files. Convert them. Into SNL skits. To MP4 files. Upload them. I'm not done. Upload them automatically to a YouTube channel that we create. Yeah. We could even bake in a step where for each episode, it feeds the the title of the episode into an image generator and generates a static image for the YouTube version. That's too small. Feed it into the video generator. Oh. And train it, hone in on some sort of decent approach to you and me, put us at a table, and just... That, oh, that would require a lot of work. And the main thing I want to do here, though... I the, bet it wouldn't. The real power here, Mark... It would look good, but... It, is that by... Okay, twofold. Two things happen. Second one first. We populate... Nope, a, second one first. This could be the second one. Whatever. We populate the YouTube channel with all our episodes... Because all future episodes... Don't we have a YouTube channel? Once we have a Riverside thing going, we'll have video content there. But there, are, all the episodes will already be there, but you know what else oh, will be there? Put the old one on there to get some momentum with the algorithm. No, freely... YouTube creates transcripts automatically of everything you post. So then we can take... We can automate the process of putting all the stuff onto YouTube, pulling the transcripts down, and feeding those transcripts to our LLM. So it becomes trained on all the content from this show. Magic. Josh. So that it knows what the show knows, so that in the middle of the show, when we're in Riverside, and this will really get your GAM going, so this feeds GAM cam as well, but if we have a question like, hey, when was the... How many times have we compared Kanye West to Donald Trump, and how many times... Salutations, Jason Clever. I remember this guy. The first trimester of your 21st century was a rough one. Oh, this is our YouTube channel. species would survive the water wars that plagued the latter portion of the period. The fuck are you doing? Ah! <laughs> we were trying to get musicians to collaborate. <laughs> what? 24 people watched that. And 24 people were confused. But the best is this, uh, this little sizzle reel. We Oh, look at that. Matches for the people. That's a banger. That one. I love that video. Then you've got right. this weird 30 minute. Oh, this was a, this is a, this is a test Riverside approach. Film us making an app, right? Oh, yeah. Why is this on here? <laughs> oh, I like this approach. N9K. Well, I mean, using Riverside, we could recreate that, essentially. You just, you can have secondary camera angles. Yeah, it's great. Like GamCam. Here you are in all white. But then, Mark, what we <laughs> could also have is, like, have our... Our LLM open, and we can ask it questions. Like, for instance, I was I saying, it. here's a use case, right? Because I, I know that... Can I change the account? I know you don't care about this. You need to listen to my use case first. I'm almost done here, Mark. We are well, very but, close to the end, but you're protracting this this uh, this uh, 
Tete-a-tete here. I'm here. Okay. So then we're mid-episode. Yeah. Mark, you get excited. You're like, I know, damn it, that we were saying Kanye West was a lot like Donald Trump before they even got together yep. and met in the White House. And I'd be like, I think you're right. You want to hey, do this in real time on Riverside. Hey, hey, Natchbot. Natchibot was the name of the episode we're doing right now. Hey, Natchibot. I'm going to, uh, eventually we could get speech to text, text to speech. So we could just ask it. It could just be listening. But let's say phase one, it's just you're typing. So I type, hey, how many times have we said Kanye West is like Donald Trump? And how many times was that said before they met at the White House on this date? Boom. It fires back. It's like, here, here's all the mentions. Here's timestamps. Do you want to, do you want me to open that YouTube session now and you can listen to what you said? Well, okay. Let's do that, Natchibot. Boom. Yeah. That doesn't excite you? I mean, to be able to spelunk here's what I'm thinking here's over what I'm the getting. course of 200 I, plus episodes of content? I want you to, I want you to, real hard now, let's just take a deep breath, focus, put your mind in the mind of the listener. Oh, the one listener that we have? We many more than one. Put hundreds of the, the listener. Probably hundreds, yeah. Put your mind in How the, about I put my mind in the... Is that listener going to care about you using your algorithm to figure out what you said five years ago to prove that you were right about something that you want to talk about now? Mark, this sounds like more of a gripe with the use case I've outlined and not the entire uh, idea. So what I'll say is I think users would be very interested, actually, if this conversation right now was just phase one of that journey. And then next episode, Let's do the we've journey. made some action and I've started to build the automation. But and I then was... the episode after that, we're like, hey, I think we're actually ready to take this to video. So next episode is going to be a live video. And we're going to be interacting with Natchibot. Oh, yeah, that sounds real boring, Mike. <laughs> That's true. If that was all up and running, I would just like us to see, yes, a use case beyond, did we say something 10 years ago that was cool? Well, I'm just thinking of some of the ones that jumped to mind. We are kind of petty about stuff like that sometimes. Well, I think we, we are. Just spent, we just spent like 20 minutes complaining about people using the word natch we, without our <laughs> permission. Okay. So. My only point now is, yes, I got distracted by, for some reason, our handle... We are Natch9000 on YouTube, but our actual handle is some weird gibberish. I got to see if we can. I'll look into that. Why don't you do it right now on air? No, I'm not going to do it right now. Oh, we do have a link to our Instagram account. That's good. What's going on on Instagram? Oh, not much. All right. I'm kind of sad that our... uh, See, okay, for instance, right here. I can get you into the Instagram if you want that. No, no, but how fun would it be if I could say, oh, man, I forgot about that whole weird video that I made to try and get musicians to collaborate on interviews about their music being listened to in the future. When, when did that close? Can you Natchi bot, could you figure out when that idea originated? I kind of like to follow that journey. I think that'd be a funny thing to revisit for this episode. And then it happens, Mark. That's true. That's fine. Then there's a better use case for you. I would also like the use case to be Natchi bot. Now that we've identified that, why do you think this didn't work? Oh, that answer's clear. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? What I do remember about that is I made that video specifically to send to the kind of the core member of the band Paper Cuts, the Paper Cuts, right? which is beautiful music, but kind of uh, navel-gazy, introspective 
my take, my, my, uh, conjecture, purely conjecture was that maybe they played that for him and it frightened him off. (laughs) And because we had no, like, that was the very first one. It's not like we could show him like, look how much fun we had doing it with this guy, this person, this, you know, this musician that, oh, well. It was our first attempt, and it probably scared the person off. And then it's the plight of the innovator. I think we're yeah. We've talked about this a lot, Mark, but we are on the bleeding edge ahead of the curve. <laughs> you know who else is on the bleeding edge? We're destined Josh? to be appreciated after we're dead. <laughs> Which is fun, nice to think about in a way. Okay, that's yeah, nice. Just rest assured, we will leave an imprint. A dent in time. Mm. The cosmos will rue the day. A gouge in the psyche of the universe. How about that? Exciting news. Newtopia now is now moving. That's a double now. It's launched to the heartbeat of the natural products industry, Denver, Colorado. Join us in the Mile High City, August 25th to 28th. Listeners, mark your calendars. We will be there reporting live. Like we always do. Wait, what is the date on that? Because that might be reporting live with video. August. Ooh, there could definitely be video and Natchibot. At the show floor? Mark, uh, Riverside is, uh, you can run it on your phone. <laughs> and Natchibot will be able to access on a mobile device as well. So, Mark, I think we could have a very at- full-blooded, robust, video-enhanced presence at Newtopian now. For those who don't know, Newtopia Now is the new event birthed from the New Hope Network uh, concurrent with the demise of a legacy event known as Expo East, which you can check our archives, was a source of great delight to us. Oh, natural And Nat- lovely Nat- segments. What was that episode where we had that insane intro music for Is that Expo where we East? interviewed Neil in the bathroom? Was that an East or a West? See, I don't know. Oh, Natchibot. But Natchibot would probably be able to figure out in oh, a matter of Nat-Chibot. minutes. So, I don't know, Mark. Keep poo-pooing on this project if you want. But I think you're already kind of, you know, at least up to those slender hips in ripe East cases. Jeez. I just spit all over your microphone. Oh, Josh. I'm just looking at the comments here. People are excited. I believe Newtopia Now was going to launch in Austin. It was Austin. It was somewhere else. I think Austin. Maybe I'm wrong. Are you reading a comment or is that your real-time comment? No, this is you. LinkedIn, you sent it to me. Well, no, I know. You just said there are lots of comments here and then you made a comment. Oh, sorry. No, the reading a comment or offering a fresh comment. 63 reactions, all pluses. Okay. Can you just... If you're I gonna, mean, all thumbs up. Just let me know if you're providing fresh commentary versus reading someone else's. Okay, now I'm reading someone else's. I okay, will attribute okay. to LinkedIn here. There's a number of people going, love, so excited, woot. Here's a woot. Oh, it's good to get a woot. Yep, that's great. And then if you go to the site, ready for you, sign up. Okay, there you go, Josh. The natural products industry is moving to us. As they should. Well, have the gravitational pull is actually years ago centered right here in this basement in this rumpus room. Mark, let me ask you though: When you is Denver the heartbeat of the natural products industry? I Aren't mean, there some people on the West Coast who might think that's not true? Or I, I would not. I you would know better than I. You tell oh, me. Oh, Josh. I mean, shower me with insight from a historical uh, legacy. Uh, beating heart of the industry, 
proven through the tests of time. Let's have a couple more of those hyphenates. There are absolutely probably a handful of hubs for the natural products industry. And Five of them? Boulder is Four. absolutely in the... Oh. So, so let's Two go. of them. One Bo- of them. Boulder. Okay, wait. I'm Boulder. Just, you're giving me a Boulder. count with your fingers. Okay. Boulder. First phalange is Boulder. Boulder. I would say Boulder. You got the Bay Area. Austin's a good one. You got uh, the little Brooklyn-y New York thing happened a little bit later. These are... St- I think Boulder might be the top. From Back historical- from like Mork and Mindy days? Absolutely, yeah. You goes it. back that far, doesn't it? Oh, before. And then since then, of course, it's expanded now. To, what this was expanding to Denver as well. It was called the Girl Greater Boulder Denver area. Now, absolutely a top draw. That sort of implies, Mark, that there's not a lot of cultural difference between Denver and Boulder. As you commute, uh, as you often th- there do, is <laughs> from Denver to Boulder along that. Tech-flecked corridor, Mark. Do you sense a shift, a cultural shift? Does it take place even on the roadways? Do you have to put yourself in a different headspace to go into a room at Boulder and wow them with your intellect? Or is it similar to what you would just do? Well, Josh, you're missing the point. In the Mile High City proper. You're just missing the point. Okay. I was just trying to be a weirdo. Because what's happened is... Oh, the... There was a huge cultural difference between Boulder and Denver. There it is. The the small, rarefied Boulder vibe, mm-hmm. perhaps elite, mm-hmm. perhaps wealthy, perhaps mm-hmm. not as diverse. Boulder bubble, Josh. Boulder bubble. Oh, up. But a hotbed of progressive liberalism and interest in natural products, which spawned companies. Denver, of course, was a little grittier. <laughs> but the change that has happened... Is all this shit's virtual now, boy? It doesn't matter this? if you're in Denver or Boulder. You're on a screen. You're zooming it with somebody. Okay. Hey, Natchibot, could you give me a summary of our take on the Boulder bubble from the episode titled Boulder Quest? Oh, that's when we went up to Boulder. Yeah, and there's another hot use case for you, Mark. <laughs> it's just going to get to the point where you can't even deny it's all blurring. The need for Natchibot. It's just all going to blur. Uh, it's all a blur. It's becoming homogenous, Mark. It is. Denver, Boulder, Colorado Springs, the same place? <laughs> I don't all, know. It's all a fucking screen on your laptop, Josh. Yeah, well, I'm going to take flight. To where? Uh, conversational interfaces. Oh, yeah, your AGI singularities. Not even that, just not having to look at a screen, just being able to type and tell. Oh, that's right. You and type your... and tell, the old type and tell. I'd be excited for your screenless future. I think it'll be fun if it arrives. All right, were you excited about Newtopia now? I clearly I mean, you are. clearly I was excited. I As soon as I saw that, I passed it along to you. You know what else you passed along to me? <laughs> Caffeine's dirty little secret. Oh, okay. Woo. How much is too much is an impossible question by Yasmin Tayug at the Atlantic. Go. Oh, well, that was a cool little piece. Uh, well, I think, okay, I, I read it earlier today, and what I... Good start. That is a good start, damn it. It is. I'm, I'm peeling back the curtain. This isn't some produced show, Mark. No. You know? 
What's that? Snatchy butt. You you often don't even read the headline until you read it aloud for the first time here. So I will tell you, Mark. Tell me. Caffeine use. Tell me then we're going to go into the interlude. Caffeine has never been hotter. And that's not just like a hot beverage joke. Are you saying we're on like the fourth wave of coffee now? Fifth wave? Third wave. The waves are getting choppy, Mark, because I don't, I'm sure you have heard about Panera Bread's charged lemonade. Is that the killer? It's, I think two people have succumbed. God. Um, Two people with prior heart heart conditions, not realizing just how infused this lemonade was with caffeine. Uh, But I think like when you get up around the 1,000 milligram mark, things start to get dangerous. And I think the problem is like with something like coffee, it's like a reliable regulated dose. And you sip it and like I've had days. What's that? Like 100 milligrams? Why don't you look that up while I spin this yarn here, Mark? Well, that's a big cup. So maybe that's more. I think a cup of coffee is on the... That's a big boy's cup of coffee there. But the thing with coffee, and it'll probably happen to me today because I already have had more coffee than I normally do, is that you get to that point... 95 milligrams. I think I said 100. I think you nailed it, Mark. I think (laughs) think you've proven yourself an insider. Hey, Natchibot, how many times has Mark nailed it on a... Within five milligrams of... You know, how much of something is in, in something? That's an eight fluid ounce cup. Is this, this was a little more. I might have actually. And it looks like you've already finished it. I have. Oh, well, I let me fill you up in a moment here, Mark, but. Please fill me up. So the thing with coffee though, right? Like if I can pass another thing on to you, Mark, let it be <laughs> this bit of knowledge that with when you're drinking coffee, you kind of get to a point in the afternoon where your body kind of starts not wanting it. Like your stomach is queasy. You, you kind of look at the coffee. You're like, oof. I don't. I want to finish this. I don't want to waste this last bit of coffee in the thermos. But I just don't think I can take it. Oh wow! Like I can tell, my body is telling. What me is your not. average daily coffee consumption these days? From zero to the moon, probably like three cups. Three cups per day. Yeah, maybe four. So you're doing one of those jobbies up there and fi- finishing off that. Oh yeah, you're doing more than one. Maybe. Well, I share it with uh, with Nicole. We sh- we share the. The Chemex. Excuse me? The Chemex. <laughs> Chemex? Chemex. <laughs> it's called a Chemex. So I don't know. That that works out to me having, I guess, two cups of coffee. So she has some, you mean you make, you brew, you pour. Mm-hmm. She leaves. She has some here. She leaves. Sometimes she will take some with take her. Take with, yeah. Sometimes she does not. If she does not, then I have maybe three cups. If she does, I have two. Got it. How's that math work out for you? Close enough. Sometimes I'll get a little like antsy. I'll be like, I want some matcha now. So I'll switch to, I'll have a kind of like a hearty matcha later in the day. But again, like my body kind of tells me to stop. But with like, now you can, you can have like little caffeine in, uh, enhanced gummies, chews. You can have <laughs> you just charged lemonade. You what can is have, it that you did when you were, you can snort powdered oh caffeine. God! You snorted. Oh my God. But there are, so there are these like delivery systems where you get too much, you get too much. Caffeine. That's another Natchi bot question. Natchi bot. How many times has there been an episode where I've been, I, I've been, I'll discuss some sort of fringe. Nobody would ever do this food trend only to learn that within the past week, Josh has risked his life. To explore, I don't think I risked my life by snorting doing a caffeine. couple key bumps of caffeine powder. Oh my God, there was work to be done. I, would I do it now? No, 
Yeah, you were younger. You're only, you're, only, you're only 40 then. Uh, it was probably like seven, seven years ago or something. But Mark, my point is this, like there's all these different ways to get caffeine in your body now. And many of them allow you to get too much in too quickly. So yep. your body doesn't have a chance to tell you to stop. Correct. And that's becoming a problem. And that is caffeine's dirty little secret. If you are ingesting it kind of the old fashioned ways, coffee, tea, there's like a regulated amount to that. Not like regulated government regulated but you know what i mean it's like a reliable amount okay so what you're saying josh i have not read this article but if caffeine's dirty little secret is basically not if caffeine's dirty little secret is thanks to the modern food industry Mm. and all sorts of wacky products yep you can way overdo it on caffeine because the natural safe approach uh uh-oh 12 30 We're all on with bated breath. Oh, he sent it to... Well, it was Rob Wilson, but I'll, I'll call him back in a sec. Because you're in the middle of a thought here, Mark. Oh, well, we're about to go to the interlude. Does that mean we're going to have a long interlude? <laughs> it's possible. Oh, fuck me. Now listen. I'm listening. That was my point. You can now isolate, con- concentrate, fortify. You can have caffeine in various products throughout your day. It's easy to overdo it thanks to the modern food industry. But if you stick with Mother Nature, a bean and water. Good old-fashioned steeping stuff. You ain't going to go wrong. No. Interlude. (laughs) We're here with one of L.A.'s most exciting new music bands. Made a great impression with Gidget Goes to Hell and their recent national appearance on Saturday Night Live. I'm wearing this outfit to protect me from the sprinklers. Suburban lawns, janitor.
Suburban Lawns. Suburban Lawns. Suburban Lawns. Mark, let me be your janitor. I thought they were saying genitals at one point. Yeah, I know you thought that. I know how your mind works. You made that clear in segment no one of the podcast. deep fake nudes for me. You went straight to the deep fake nudes. Um, Mark, let me... Where were we? Let me give you a little warm-up over here, buddy. Oh, yeah. Pick me up for the second half. There's some coffee. That won't be too much. No heart attacks incoming here. Nope, this is just my... There's a little drizzle of oatly barista strength. Oat milk creamer, Mark. Nice. Welcome to Nootropics. Nootopia? What is it? <gasps> Nootopia now does sound a little bit like Nootropics. Or like Nude-topia. Could which be is probably where your mind's going, right? <laughs> could be a nude event. <laughs> you the and your first you, naturalist. You and your nat- hot springs. Naturalism and natural products. Why is that connection not emerged? Speaking of nude hot springs, as I'm, we often, I'm do. investigating this Japan trip. Do you know that the onsen culture, the hot springs, mm-hmm. country is replete with hot springs, but there is an etiquette and a Iceland. discipline. I'm talking about Japan. Well, I know. Um, but your trip to Iceland, I think you're about to unpack some wisdom that you that Nachibot can tell us that you already imparted post-trip to Iceland, right? Americans are bad hot springs people. They have to be retrained because we'll just we'll just jump we'll go to we'll just jump into a hot tub all filthy. We don't care. Well, when you go to a pristine hot spring, the most important thing, there are PSAs about this, Mark. You wash yourself before you go in. There's, you're absolutely washing yourself, but there's also the challenge of now. There's different levels of this. Of course, there are. So a ryokan, the traditional inn, ryokan, also often often has an onsen, nandoska, a bath. Just racist. That's not racist. I said, is that so? Without an accent, because as I've as Nachibot knows. If you speak English, English has far more uh, sound combinations than Japanese. So you can speak Japanese without an accent. What? You look surprised. I've told you this so many times. No, what is Oh this? my God. I wish I had Nachibot <laughs> so badly because I know I've told you this like at least five times. I've never heard this. <sighs> Mark, as you know, or are forgetting, I was a student at Metro State. Well, Metropolitan State University. I know this. I know this. I got a D in my five-credit <laughs> Japanese class. Oh, I didn't know that. But the one thing I retained is that there are far fewer sound combinations in the Japanese language than there are in English, so you can speak Japanese without an accent if you speak English. Meaning, if you if meaning if you were to go to Japan and want to speak Japanese, don't try to have an accent. Just speak as an English person using their words. I'm saying, like, if I learned Japanese well, like, I can, it's easier to say things in Japanese without mispronouncing them. Does that make sense? I mean, kind of. There are, like, there are certain... Fewer sound combinations I get. Yeah, so, and and they all are present within the English language, so you don't have to, like, Japanese... You don't have to learn new English have to learn new sound combinations. Okay. So, if you... Or work. A strict interpretation of Japanese through an American accent may get you by, is what I'm hearing. Just sound it out as if it was an English word. Well, it's tough. Well, they, there's a there's two alphabets in Japanese. There's the the Japanese alphabet that is for Japanese words, 
And then I forget, is it called, there's katakana and kanji? And one of them is like, one alphabet is specifically used, I think, for saying English words Mm. in Japanese. Like my last name. Didn't know that. uh, My last name is actually Haberberger, not Tyson. Tyson (laughs) is my middle name. So in Japanese class, I was Hababaga-san. Because there is no ER sound, really. So I was Hababaga-san. That's it. Perhaps you are not being racist, but it sounds... I'm not. I'm saying it how the teacher would say it to me. Be like, ah, Hababaga-san. No, but it's just... There's a stereotypical American nation of the B's and the R's that's funny. Well, I mean, that, but that is sort of the point I was making. Because there is no ER sound in that language, it makes it hard... For a Japanese person to learn to pronounce certain English words. It's now more back to the onsen. Fine, you're making an interesting point, but the the that immediate, I've made multiple times. The before. immediate point that I'm trying to make is many of these interesting facilities, sometimes you might you're, you you know, you could might get a private bath, meaning like it's a hot springs connected to your room. Not like a tub that they fill with water and heat up. Mm. Um, it's fed from the hot spring. But most of them have mixed group use. Some of them are mixed gender. And the culture, which you would know if you'd ever been, (laughs) is that you're right. You wash up. You leave your clothes and everything. Your shoes have already been left. You leave your clothes. You get a tiny little, like, washcloth. (laughs) All of the guidebooks are like... Do not try to use this to cover your genitals. It's like this big, mm-hmm. and most people just stick it on the top of their head while they're in there. Yeah. You're just nude, brother. And what I'm saying is I this got is two- not a culture shock to me, Mark. But I got two teenage daughters who are not going to do that. Oh, so you are going to Japan? Yeah, I think we're trying, yeah. Oh, wait, so. weren't you and I supposed to use ChatGPT to plan a multi-family trip to Japan? <laughs> what is this How idea? do you forget everything? We've <laughs> talked about it. Oh, this is episode 184. That's how we, we forget. We were getting berated by Red Twist and Nicole about how we can't plan a trip. Like, we're not even capable of planning a trip. And I, and I think I, remember I that. was like, we could ask ChatGPT to plan a trip for us and Don't then remember refine that. the search. And we were talking about going to Japan because we want to go to Japan too. But it sounds like that ship has sailed. Mark's already planning his trip to Japan. No generative AI required. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, the second half of that didn't sink in. Mark, I'm starting to worry about your cognitive abilities. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably fair. It's probably like it's a combination of like, you, you kind of like, you become numb to the things that we've talked about over and <laughs> over again. That's more likely, but both are, both are possible. Sorghums. To the plastique. Yeah, you're loading me up with sorghums over here. To the plastique! Okay. This is a... Oh, Apple News. I can't... We're going to New Jersey, Josh. We're going to New Jersey. We're going... It's a very timely trip to New Jersey because this story is hot off the presses from yesterday. I know, Mark. I was on my news app this morning. Under a category called plastic pollution on the USA Today website, New Jersey's plastic consumption... Shocking news. Triples after plastic bag ban enacted, comma, study shows. Wait, what? That's counterintuitive, Josh. Mark, I know you haven't read this article, so I'd love for give you to, to just me. Give, give me a guess as to why you think this happened. What is this increase in plastic? Where is it coming from? I got two ideas. 
Okay. Oh, Let's see if I can remember to tell you which one is <laughs> correct or incorrect. My idea number one, more probable. Well, first I'd have to know what the plastic ban was, but I'm assuming it's some sort it's of... It's a bag ban market stores. Grocery get, stores and yeah. retail outlets. You can't get bodegas. a Are there bag. bodegas in New Jersey or is that a, just a New York thing? I think there's some Jersey bodegas. Okay. Are there any bodegas in Denver? In no. Jersey City. Or would they just not be called a bodega? That's right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh that's right. So, uh, I'm going to say people go, holy shit. And they go out and buy a lot of those other bags. Oh, like, oh yeah. Okay. I thought you meant like people are like, I'm going to get They're as not, many single use plastic bags as I can. No, well, so my first theory is they buy the multi-use, which often is a plastic, well, some sort it of plastic is, thing. So in that case, this might be a one-time deal. But Ooh. that would also imply that they don't keep buying those. Option two would be... This is goddamn fucking Trump country, and they say, fuck you and your plastic bag ban, and they go out and they just buy a shit ton of plastic bags, take them themselves to the stores. You show up at King Supers, Safeway, With a flimsy thank you bag? Yeah, with like seven, just one of those those big old, you know how you rip the plastic bag off the thing at the grocery store? Oh, yeah, you're painting a picture here. The bulk item. You've got like a thousand plastic bags in your hand. You on a like, holster. Yeah, you got them on a holster. You're like, yeah, I want to give me that toothpaste and let me stick it in one of these bags. No, no, no give me that uh, candy bar and let me put it in this other plastic bag. I'm going to triple wrap this chicken breast in six plastic bags. Those are my two theories. How close did I get? I think your first theory is the correct theory because, and, and it th that would point to more of a singular spike, I would say, right? Like, I mean, there will be, there will be bumps. Dude, I have. I have bags from years ago. <sighs> They're full of mold, and who knows what's wrong with them. What are you doing? <laughs> well, I don't have any mold in them. Well, they, they, I'm sure they get dirty over time. I never clean them. Those little woven plastic fibers are catching all sorts of vegetal. You can't even be bothered detritus. to rinse out one of those bags. I've, I've sprayed out a couple. <laughs> in a pinch, when you're caught in traffic and got the squirts. What do you think? Oh, you think I've sprayed in a couple? No. I can tell you another story that you've probably already forgotten. Do you remember that one time I, I had to pee in my own thermos? <laughs> uh, no, I don't remember that. Really? <laughs> it's like it's like we're starting over in episode zero. I can just retell you all my freaking greatest hits. There's We do need Natchi Bud. That's never come up. It most certainly has. Uh, I It was when I drove the bus for the Senior Citizen Center. My route was this is already a great mug. This is like a big mug, but it's a good one. I'm glad you like it, Mark. Good shape, good mouthfeel. Don't pee in that one. But it probably could hold a full bladder, almost. Because I had a I had a thermos, like one of those tall, slender thermoses, thermos brand, where you the lid was the cup. Uh, and my, I had an exceptionally long uh, route to drive one okay. afternoon, a snowy afternoon, and I had to drive. Uh, a man, I can't remember his name, but I, he wasn't on my route normally, and he was really, really uh, northwest Chicago. So, driving way out of my way, and then I'm coming back. I had filled it with coffee. I was squirming in my seat. There was just traffic that I, oh. I can't pull over. Oh. I'm just locked in a lane that's not moving. Yeah. So, I peed in my thermos. Well, it was you, empty anyway. You did. You drank all the coffee or pitched it? I had finished it. That's what needed to come back through. So it was an empty thermos. You used it, and he was in the back? 
No, I, everyone was gone at this point. You I, dropped I had off. dropped everyone off. I was trying to take the bus back to the center and I was still miles away. And I just, so I peed in the thermos. What's interesting is I was probably putting back in mostly what I had drank out, <laughs> but it <laughs> just, it had gone through my filter, smelled the filtration system of me. Like but I remember I had the thought like, ah, now I'm going to have to get rid of this thermos. Like I won't be able to use this thermos anymore. Like I, I peed in the thermos. Really? Eh, but then I got home and I was like, no, I'll just wash the thermos. Who wash cares? the thermos, man. Cares Come on. I probably peed on my fingertips and not noticed. Ugh. And then eaten an apple or something unsavory like that. But hey, look at that. I continued well, using I that thermos. I guess we just learned that Josh is not a fan of water sports. And the thermos had a dent in it. From when I got one of the three times. From your dong? No, one of the three times I got hit by a car on my bike in Chicago. Whoa. <laughs> that, those are also stories I've never heard. You, but you have. You have heard them in detail. <laughs> oh, Nachibot, we need you. I, yeah, I don't believe it. Well, now I'm worried. Now there's like this pallor to this whole thing because I feel like we get Nachibot in, in action. Yeah, you're going to start freaking out. Like you, <laughs> it, it's it, that cycles up too, right? Like it was sorghums for a while, and then I feel like in a, you know you kind of go through cycles where you you like to assign a lot of the maladies that you're experiencing to a source, or like you like to have something to make you uh, believe that I maybe you're, something's wrong with you. Multiple things. So if we have an episode where I like ten times and like <laughs> Natchi, do we talk about that? And Natchbot's like, yes, you talked about it on episodes 83, 112, and like it lists off the things. Is that going to freak you out? Oh, I think I know my memory's pretty bad. It's the same reason I can't drive around town. I don't know where I'm going any, all the time. Has that always been a thing? Was, yeah. I'm just was not, that a young brush affliction too? I'm just not paying attention most of the time. <laughs> you know what I think it is? I think it's actually bound up in this force that we like to call brush style, right? Brush style is, you know, the most, uh, the, the evidence of brush style that we most have talked about on this podcast. And I'm guessing you don't remember this is that the, the less you started caring about working at dining out when we worked there together, the less you cared about coming in on time. And you just started like coming in later and later and just casual not. lateness is an element of brush style. I remember this and concur. It is. And it kind of got worse over time. When, this I still dispute. When we moved offices to the basement. Didn't I get in there by like nine or 10? Once or twice, maybe. And then it was like, you were like, I don't want to be in this basement. And then you just kind of went up and it was almost like an impromptu meeting that you had with, with uh, Josh Diner. And you were pretty much just like, eh, I think I'm done. <laughs> And you watched him like kind of slide the Christmas bonus check back right. across the desk. But okay. Which was what? Uh, yeah. I mean, groceries for a week, maybe. Something. That's something, Mark. I guess. My point is this. that should be grateful for everything. What brush style is all about at its core is not really giving a fuck. There is a... A base part of you that just doesn't give a fuck. ZFG. You know, not to say there. There, I know you care deeply for your family. You've you've done the real legwork too of nurturing this friendship. Uh, you know, a 50-50 thing. We both. Those are the cockles heartwarming. <laughs> we've both invested heavily, but you know, there, there's like a there's an inner circle of things that you kind of care about. 
and then anything outside is sort of like, <laughs> I don't care. I, and this yeah. podcast, I would have thought this podcast was on the inner circle, but I yeah. think part of it is sort of like at the edges. You're like, ah. okay, let me rephrase that. Oh, the episode that we're recording right now <laughs> is at the center of the circle. Any episode that we've recorded in the past has oh, left the circle. I see. You I no see. longer give a shit about what we've already done, and that's fair. That's fine. <laughs> and I think, like, you know, the city, uh, the the landscape of the streets in Denver, the Denver Boulder Club Never made it area, in. you just don't care. I never you don't made. care. So that's my ideation for episode 184, Most Precious Brush. What are the other elements? What are the... Let's do two or three more elements of brush style. Cause oh, okay. Uh, open-toed shoes. There's a whole... So let's just do a lump sum fashion category, which would be gusseted crotch. Although, look what's happening, though. You've... Yeah. you've I don't the know slow what, burn of brush style. The impact... The slow burn impact of brush style. Well, see, I don't know what's happened recently, but there's been a sartorial shift... Uh, brush style is now all about skinny jeans. I'm not some... wearing skinny jeans. <laughs> they, there's evidence that they're skinny jeans. They're not skinny jeans. Then Those why are... is the crotch ripped? These are not skinny jeans for sure. They're skinny-ish. Oh my god, these are not skinny jeans. These I are mean, like normal cut. Yeah, but you've got kind of a Lincoln build. I think if I put those pants on, my my robust thighs would be pushing up against that fabric. Well, those... these are these are. This was a pair of. Selvage? Selvage denim. Those were raw denim? Those were raw denim. Like they are like ten years old, this pair. So that makes sense. That's why that is why you are still wearing them, despite the fact that there are two holes like <laughs> just ready, waiting for two testicles one to for, drop one through. For I mean, each I, I, it's risky to wear those. No, I got well, they were they've been patched. Okay. Uh legacies legacy uh fashion choices of brush style though are the gusseted crotch. Yep. Yeah. The elasticized waistband. Oh, oh, open-toed shoes, <laughs> or like some sort, any shoe with like a flip-flop material base. That's true. I think I think Sanooks were a huge revelation That's for you. True. You're like this is a way for me to wear flip-flops <laughs> in the winter without freaking out. Uh, with socks, well, it's a flip-flop with socks. It is, but there's this whole thing, Mark. I, I, I assume you know this is happening. You have uh, high school age daughters. Like their generation has a real thing with feet. They don't like to see the dogs. Have you heard about this? No, I, it's uh -uh. common. I think for people in our generation. Are you sure, this isn't you. No, I was literally reading an article about it. Like if if people in their generation like see someone wearing flip flops, they they're apt to say something like, "Oh, the dogs are out," mm. or. Sometimes, and this one is a little uh, uh -oh. loaded and kind of creepy, but they'll say you're you're showing those for free. Ooh, because I mean they they grow they live in a world where they know that there are entire OnlyFan <laughs> income streams based around showing of toes. So it's a sexualized, monetizable item. It is so not in my not in the brush style, not in my inner circle. I, when you get home, you ask a little bit about toes. You, I, I, well, no, I'm not disputing little, you. I agree with that, but I, I'm saying we're saying you don't have an OnlyFans page. The, sh the the foot is not. Yeah. All right. What? But that's sort of what Gam Cam. Gam Cam is like. It celebrates an aspect right. of that, but it's not so slutty as to show the toes. So how dare you? But Mark, those. I mean, I, I just think called me a slut. I didn't. You inferred it. 
I might have inferred, but Mark, that's that. Those are the hallmarks, right? A flip flop bass, so like a light, airy soul, but rugged, but durable. Uh, gusseted crotch, uh, all fair game, and then maybe like for a while there were like some some logo tees. Right? Logo tees. Did you have t-shirts with like things on them, sayings, stuff? No. <laughs> what? Okay. I don't. I don't think. Hey, look so. at my memory failing now. I mean, I, I'm thinking of my t-shirt, t-shirt, t-shirt drawer right now. Mostly solid color. Crew neck. Mm. Not over large. Not extra large. Solid, but I will say this: a solid cutter collar, but a mottled finish. Oh, sometimes a month You kind like of this. like that Heathery. faded look, the heathered kind of faded look. <laughs> this would be a burgundy heather, probably. I think it would. I don't, I mean, I do have, there are t-shirts in the drawer with logos on them. Not sayings. Okay, my bad. No, there is a picture like of you. the world's best dad. Or no, something. you had a fucking, we did a, a cutout, remember? Oh, like no. when we pretended to visit Expo West and I uh, did oh, like Oh, that a, was a free t-shirt. For, the broccoli one? The, yes, uh, the broccoli one. What was it called? I don't know. It had a broccoli on it. It was a, some sort of play on something. And once I did that cutout, it instantly became iconic. So <laughs> so my argument stands. And, Fair point. But I will say there is something happening here that I have not seen. You have a hoodie on, yeah. but it's a three-quarter zip. Oh, yeah. That is something new. Not many. Usually it's uh, with a hoodie. It's like... Full or none. Pull over yeah. or full zip. So you... Ten There's got to be a story behind ten, that one. Ten years from now, I'll be coming over here and be like, oh, look at my fashionable quarters, three quarters. No. You'll be like, damn it, I was wearing that like that. You check the tape that you what bought. Do you, what do you call it? What did you just call this? Quarters? Three quarter. Three quarter? Or, I don't know, man. It's not three quarters of the length. I don't know what you would call I it. I think they call it a three quarter zip, but. Maybe they do, Josh. I don't know. Well, that was nice. That was a nice stroll down brush style. Well, I think it's nice too because I feel like we covered the the more tangible aspects of brush style, like you just. The I'm going to use the word sartorial again. The sartorial <laughs> aspect of brush style, and then there's the attitudinal <laughs> aspect of brush style, which is infinitely more fascinating. Really, <laughs> you will spend a lifetime. Well, so there, that. but there was what we didn't connect it to was what we were talking about earlier, or maybe that's what kicked it off. Right there's like the the not giving a fuck aspect. But then there's also this like sort of like deep paranoia about the organism itself. You talking about hypochondria? Yes. <laughs> I'm talking about I think I have sorghums. Yeah. I, I've just stacked. It's I'm not an official thing, but I think that's what I have. I read about something called sorghums. Yeah. I identified with two of five symptoms, and I think I have sorghums. I am going to hazard a guess here. I hesitate to even say this out loud. I love the phrase hazard a guess. A guess. Hazard a guess. A guess. <laughs> I like hazard a guess even better. Hazard a guess. I love the phrase. Hazard a I think a big piece of the hypochondria. Ooh, here we go. Would be some sort of deep seated shame in not surviving into my old age. Like I didn't, ma- I got something wrong and didn't live long enough. But you're already so old. That's my po- my point. Is the older I get, the less I care, and the zero fucks given applies to the health realm as well. Oh, because you're reaching. So it's not like, oh no, I drank. Oh god, this is definitely going to come back to get me. I drank a bunch of coffee and gave myself sorghums and throat cancer. It's like, no, I got Whoa, I made it. I made it to seventy years old, and eh, who gives a shit? 
But I mean, dude, even even for well, our, I've uh, now reached the ripe old age where I <laughs> liver spotted generation. I have liver spots. Do you look at the backs of my hands? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I've got some. I think that's oh, where face. I look the oldest is on the backs of my hands. When I look at myself in the mirror, I don't I often think like, it. God, there's an old guy. But when I see the back of my hand on the steering wheel in harsh daylight, Oof. like, geez, I look like a grandfather. What's happened <laughs> to the back of my hand? But even for our liver spotted generation, Mark, 70 is quite young. To yeah, reach the end of your rope, Mark. I think. But you what is the age? Aim higher. This is the way I think about it. What is the age where someone would think, "Oh, he died too young," or "What a shame he died so young," because at some point you stop thinking that. Well, it depends. Did you wear out your welcome? <laughs> <laughs> if if you somebody you don't even know, you're like, yes. "Oh, old uh, somebody you remember vaguely from high school or whatever." Like, "Oh, they died." You'd be like, "That's hmm. young." I think. But I mean, what if it you happened get... right now, if someone I knew from high school just yeah, but I mean, you've had you've experienced deaths much earlier. Yeah, but they've been like so weird those are, tragedies. Those are tragedies. That's my that's what I'm getting at. Those are oh, tragedies. Okay. But if if you were to get sick and die in your 40s, that's probably still a tragedy. In your 50s, you're like that's young, but okay. No, I think 60s, 50s is still pretty young. 60s, you're kind of like yeah, that sucks. I hope I don't die, but uh, 60s. Seventies? Yeah. It's not even. You're like, of course, sort could could have made it to eighties. Yeah, I feel like when you get but into the eighties, it's it sort of tragedy. like it's not it, like, oh, what a tragedy. Yeah, I mean, if you died in your eighties and you like did a bunch of stuff, then it's sort of like, oh, oh sure, that's, that's a, a life well angle. lived. That's another angle. You could, Huzzah. you could do a bunch of stuff and die at fifty and still and be like, oh, he had a great look at the impact. Look at 184 episodes of powerful social impact. Oh, you're comparing this podcast to... I'm just saying, us. People going, oh, they had a life well lived. Even though they died so young. But here's the beauty about this, Mark. Oh my goodness, I'm getting very excited about what I'm about to say, Mark. When Natchbot... Don't dent your thermos. <sighs> when Natchbot flowers, Mark, here's what happens. Natchibot. Natchibot. You gotta soften it up. Some At some point in the hopefully rather distant future, we are both dead. And I but, but I am wrapped in my mushroom cloak. I am buried standing under a tree. I hope the same for you if that's what you wish. But wait a minute. You dig a vertical hole and you're in there standing up? I think that's the way. I actually, Nikki and I just uh, completed our living wills. Like we got that taken care of finally. Or like, you know, all of our estate planning oh, okay. type thing. Yeah. But that was like a whole discussion about like, well, what do you want to happen when you die? And I was like, well, I don't want to be put in a damn box. I yeah. want a mushroom shroud, and I believe part of that process is that you're buried standing up. I don't well, I don't know enough and about the hey, mushroom shroud piece, but have a nice you, tree over me, and then you instead often, of visiting a graveyard, come sit under the tree of me. That's fine, but in order to actually, if we were to be buried side by side, it could be the tree of N9K. You want to do that, holding hands Just underground? <laughs> yeah, let me amend my <laughs> the. I would just, I don't think we're quite ready for that in terms of actually enacting it once you are gone because enacting plenty of headlines about all these green burial places that are just not, oh, they yeah. just got bodies stacked in the back. <laughs> yeah. We were told that there was like a plate, like the, the lady who prepared our will had, I think that had come up before and she said there was a place in Longmont that did it. So. Yeah. It, they're in Colorado. There's several examples of like just 
egregious practices. Well, let me lay this. So what I would say is you might want to go incognito style. Somehow you'd have to list some people who are still living and have the muscle to do it, but like them just dead of night, go bury you in the dirt. Or throw me in the freaking ocean. But then, but then you're going to get dug up and there's going to be this whole forensic investigation of whose body hey, that's is That's exciting. That's like a second life. <laughs> yeah, and then you'll get some sort of fine. Your estate will be depleted by the... All right. Before I put a point on my natural. Yeah, we got to get to these let, stories. Let me tell you one little quick thing that I've told you before that you won't remember. I might. Influential English teacher I had uh, at Adams State College. Uh-huh. Not ringing His name was Mr. Foster... Nope. But he looked like C. Everett Coop. He had like the nope. the gray beard with no mustache. That's a weird look. One of the, er, he inspired me a lot. He actually like kind of liked my writing and gave me lots of encouragement. Actually, one time I remember I was, the, the deal was for this creative writing class, you would bring in a piece of writing each week and. This was a creative writing class in high school? In college. College. And you would go around and read your work and then. This is your dirtbag years? I was quite the dirtbag because <laughs> this one time I was running to class hungover probably and I didn't have a piece of writing to share so I stopped and like kneeled and wrote a haiku <laughs> that was not great and I remember I I read it and he was like looked at me kind of like with a brush actually a very brush expression was like that's shit my man <laughs> and I was Never like heard that story and i was like yep well that, that part of the story i might not have told you what i think i've told you is that <laughs> that's shit my man he was like that's shit my man <laughs> and i couldn't argue he was right but oh, that is great the other th- the better th- even better thing that he said was that he was like got all excited i remember he was when he got excited he'd kind of like lick his lips a lot and his fingers would be going but oh his hairless upper lip <laughs> yeah he got a great view of his hairless upper lip but his dream was that he would know when the moment of death was near mm-hmm. and he would wander out into the woods. Uh, you have told me this. Yes, and sit down and lean against a tree and I think specifically have his throat ripped out by coyotes. And uh, then, I was going to say wolves. Or wolves, either or. Maybe, oh, Natchibot. What was that Was it story? wolves or coyotes? <laughs> but I like that idea too, to like become carnivore shit. That's got to be powerful. But, Mark, when we become, when we inevitably become mushroom fodder, mm-hmm. Nachibot will live on. And if we've trained it right and fed it every episode, but the feeding of the episodes is just part of it. Interacting with Nachibot from episode to episode yeah. is the evolution of its training. That's important. Nachibot achieves a state of what we call in the industry organizational AGI. Oh, boy. Uh, where it knows everything about. That sounds like a Japanese word, oagi. Oagi. It knows everything about, or not everything, but it knows enough about us and about our output that our descendants, you know, when Harper is of grandmothering age, she can call up Nachibot because she misses you and be like, hey, Nachibot. Wouldn't that be nice? What would my dad say about... Nachibot, play me 10 minutes of my dad on talking about X. Exactly. Or it, or it could be, she could say, like, I wonder what, how I wonder sad, what my dad would think about. How sad it will be to realize that they don't really need that. I think they'd want that. Yeah, you're right. My dad's not around anymore, and if I could ask him, like, everyone's not, it doesn't happen every day, but I'm like, man, I wonder if my dad. Nachibot. I wonder what he would think yeah, about. That's true. 
this or that or this movie or like this article that I read or anything. But yeah, anything. But Natubot could not only it could it could both find existing recordings of things you said, mm-hmm. but it could also have the potential to generate oh. fresh responses. Mark, isn't in that the your G? actual voice? <laughs> it would have enough audio sampling of you that it could speak to your progeny. Well, isn't that the next your step? Voice. I'm saying we could be at the bleeding edge once again of that. We could have that capability long before anyone else. The G in How Oagi freaky is that? Gener- you can take the deep fake Taylor Swift nudes and say, I want them to do a little can-can dance. Mark, that is not what we're about here. Isn't that what show. we're talking about? No, we're talking about... I want the deep fake nude with our- Taylor Swift no, no. to go over there and fornicate with the deep oh. fake nude of... Yeah. Now, that is a dark use case that I'm sure, sh- excuse me, deceptive. <laughs> dark use case. I like that I, too. Well, no, there used to be, I'm going to tell you, there used to be this thing. Don't you think that's going to be one of the very first use cases that drives the technology forward? We got to protect against that. That's what we need. No, that's why we need good hearted people like us building Nachibot and setting an industry standard. That would be good. I will let you know though, that there, the term work. Dark UX user experience was Dukes. bandied about a lot a decade ago. Dark UX. And it was like Dukes. It was meant to describe like dark, deceptive practices, like using things that we know about human attention to trick them into right. doing things. So it actually came to pass. Oh, there's a lot of it in the world, but I I think I used that term on a podcast not too long ago and I was told that actually now Check Natchibot. We no, not this podcast. We we now prefer the term deceptive UX because dark has a connotation with like dark pigmentation and like that. Why should that be conflated with something bad? So now, you know, there's a PSA. Ooh, that Mark in his New Jersey Trump (laughs) stance thinks has gone too far. (laughs) I do think that's too far. I don't perhaps, but you know what? Here's another thing. I mean, it's, it's unavoidable, but is it so bad? Because here's, here's the thing, Mark, you know what makes you old faster than anything? Rigid thinking. Rigid thinking. Inflexibility. Why not just embrace rigid. the hypersensitivity? Save that rigidity for the of bedroom. The toe-fearing children and adapt to it. If it makes the world less mean, oh, Josh, that is not a bad thing. And if it makes your brain more nimble, that is a bonus. It's sort of like... You want that plasticity, baby. Like people who don't think that humans are causing climate change. Right. Okay, fine. But there's still plenty of reasons to stop like burning fossil fuels and making a mess everywhere. It is rigid thinking. There are like good outcomes to that. Even if you don't believe in climate change, it's worth there are so many other ancillary benefits of like not this following that path that it doesn't even matter. Josh, this is such a wonderful this is why brush style is the religion for the, <laughs> the modern future. era. Okay, okay. Because when there are zero fucks given for stuff like this, you don't, there is no change or there is no attachment to the cultural norm or the historical gravitas. Yeah. Yeah, You're like, I don't give a shit. This comes up in the music industry quite a bit, the guitar community. Of course, Mark. Famous amplifier. Integral member. The Fender amplifier. Okay. Whether it's a Princeton or a Deluxe. There, I'll say it one time. Okay. Never again. There, there. To, to your knowledge, you might have already said this. No, I'm going to say. Nachibot, as he talked about 
zero fucks given <laughs> as a metaphor for guitar amps. There, there are eras of these vintage amps that are quite sought after and celebrated. Oh yeah, where the front panel is either made of silver or a black material. They used to call them silver face and black face. Oh, and they probably don't call it that anymore. So what you've got now is within the guitar community, which you can imagine is maybe not the most woke. Could go either way. Could go either way. It's you've a got spectrum. some people who have, like, they might have had some product line that was like, oh, these are our black face something. They have rebranded, yep. changed and upgraded that product name to say it's a 64, 1964. Others get, all, down. get their panties all in a bunch. Oh, you can't, you got to just call it what it was. Don't, of course I don't care. Bar style doesn't give a shit about this stuff. Well, from a purely economic standpoint, Mark, it makes way more sense to err on the side of the younger consumer base than the about to die consumer base. Theory. Although, you although. You would hope. I guess that older contingent has the disposable income. Right. Hmm. Interesting quandary you pose there, Mark. Yep. But here's what I... Repost but you can see you. you can see some brands make the change and some don't. Yeah. And once they start to make it, if you have a brand, you go like, oh, well, that one's thinking ahead. I mean, I'm I get like being retro vintage people being like bristling about the whole appeal is that it's vintage, right? So of course uh, the name that was used in as long as it's not egregiously racist, that one's pretty racist. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and also like. It has Are nothing to do. Not, you're not creative enough to just rebrand. I mean, like well, that's that's my point. Brush style would say, "Who gives it?" The actual application of the term has nothing to do. Of course not. But it's just an unfortunate the aura of, of it, words that needs to be rearranged. Correct. The aura of it and the impact it could have in certain people. Yeah. So here's what I'll tell you about the not giving a fuck mindset, Mark. And and this I am relating to you as. An observation, having known you, having podcasted with you for nearly a decade. That shit, my man. That shit, my man. No, it's that the the not giving a fuck ethos is not a straight line. Oh, it no. bends back and touches itself in a spot where it's actually all about giving one single, incredibly deep and resonant fuck. The ultimate fuck is given. It's just reflexive to not giving a fuck. Does that wow. make sense, Mark? Yeah, that was some mental gymnastics that had quite an impact, yes. I mean, you look changed to me. I feel like <laughs> I'm not even looking at the same I, individual. I, th I think what you have I would agree. The power of brush style and not giving a fuck is that it ultimately leads to delivering the ultimate fuck. <laughs> Pure brush style. Pure brush style. We got two left. Why don't we just burn through these? Oh, I thought we were done. I thought first we CRISPR medicine. I was so excited that that was like this amazing crescendo. Well, why don't we just call it then? No, no, please. Ah, these Let's are going to be a letdown. Yeah, oh. the, the only reason this one is in here is so that we could bring up the CRISPR sound cue, or you could oh. verbally reenact it. <laughs> so I'll just read the headline. You give me the sound cue. We'll the, call it good. <laughs> the first CRISPR medicine just got approved. The gene editing therapy called Casgevy uses CRISPR to prevent debilitating pain in patients with sickle cell disease. It also eliminates the need for regular blood transfusions in people with beta thalassemia. In market CRISPR here and now. Closing. Mercedes. Yeah, that's a positive application of CRISPR technology, Mark. We end on the opposite of doom scrolling. CNET. Speak of the devil. Hey, CNET. I was. Josh was fielding some questions from CNET. Just. 
It happens every week. Look at that retro font. Is that the way they look now? That looks like the Natch font from... What is that CNET logo font? Look at those heavy serifs. Mercedes-Benz... We're going to end on this mushroom cloud of a story. Mercedes... such an old story, too. Did you look at the... It's like from 2018 (laughs) or something. Did you send me this? Yeah. 2010? I did not notice that. Is that why the font's so retro? Oh, my God. All right. Well, Mercedes-Benz biome concept car is grown from DNA-modified seeds. But it's a real thing. But I can, But what's funny is how I came across it. Uh, I, I have I have the Apple Arcade app, uh, and it basically like gives you access to a library of video games on your phone. Mm-hmm. And my son, Ari, turned me on to this one called Asphalt 8. And it's just like a racing game. You race cars and you turn by tilting the phone and then you can tap a button for nitro and then you can tap another button for a braking. But if you if you turn while you tap the brake button, you, you get to drift. Like okay. Classic oh, drift. Nice, nice. So it's an intoxicating game. I've, I've gotten quite good at it. I play it more than Ari now and he makes fun of me for it. But one of the things, there's like just a, the whole galaxy of cars out in the world that you can... Uh, attain right either by collecting stars achievement stars Mm -hmm. or you know you get credits you get money when you win races so one of the cars is a is that mercedes biome car oh so i got that car and i was racing it and all the other cars that you look at them you're like yeah that looks like it's probably a real car but this one i was like this is this a real car this is super weird and so then i did some research and it was it's like a concept car. I think they may have made one. Well, here's what I'm looking at cuz we're yeah. it's not like you can't buy it, but it's an interesting idea. It's like all made from back in 2010. Yeah. Mercedes-Benz may have just gone insane. It's unveiled a car that grows from GMO seeds and is powered by plant juice and it looks fabulous. I am going to the Google and I am seeing no mention of this car after 2010. So I think the concept lives the car does not but there could be like one running model somewhere i mean maybe just using all that algae to <laughs> cruise around or it could just be some sort of a prototype and a, some mock-ups that make it around the internet and we pretend a reality fine naysayer i like to believe that the biome car is rolling around out in the world and that any of us could hit your ride. Could hit your ride. <laughs> you knew what I was going to say. Though. I did. Huh? All right. Episode one eighty four. Is that it? Is that that's it? Most precious brush is in the bag. Most precious brush. In more ways than one. Yep. He's uh, if, as you heard. He's he's raring to deliver that fuck. So. Hey. Oh.